When you graduate high school, you end up with two life-changing decisions. One, go to college, or two, don't. So you decide to apply for a prison. You applied and received your acceptance letter, and now you must find a way to pay for classes. If you live in the United States, you can fill out a FAFSA. FAFSA? This is a form that, once you complete, it is automatically sent out by the government to pretty much any government-based grant or loan. It is really convenient, but the form is still kind of a pain to fill out. Also, you are considered a dependent of your parents until you're 24. You have to provide parent information, and the amount you receive in federal aid depends on how much your parents make, even if they won't give you a dime of it and they don't live anywhere near you. It's a little ridiculous because I know plenty of people whose parents won't give them any money for school, but they are still limited on the amount of federal aid they get just because their parents are somewhat making a decent living. There are some cases to where you don't have to provide parent information. One, your parents have to be incarcerated. You have left home due to an abusive family environment. You do not know where your parents are and are unable to contact them, and you were not adopted. You are older than 21, but not yet 24, either homeless or self-supporting and at risk of being homeless. So pretty much, don't go to school. So you attain federal aid and you start to apply for classes. Of course, in the United States, there are core requirements that you have to take, which, in my opinion, is one of the dumbest, biggest wastes of time and money ever. The core requirements usually entail an English, math, social science, fine arts, and a diversity course. You have to take these classes whether or not they have anything to do with your major. So if you're a math major and you would still have to take one or two English classes even though you have been learning English ever since you were born. I heard from somewhere that in the United Kingdom you only have to take classes for the degree you're getting which only makes sense and could possibly decrease the amount of stress a student has because they don't have to worry about passing an English class that they suck at and if they don't pass their GPA would be affected and they would have to retake that English class again only to fail it again. I feel like core requirements is just a huge scam and a way to get students to pay for more schooling. Most schools like to measure what is called a freshman retention rate which is the percentage of freshmen who continue on to their second year of school. For those in every other country, a freshman is a first year student. The retention rates of different schools can vary. The school I'm going to is around 80%, but wouldn't that number be higher if the first freaking classes you take were actually related to the degree you want and not a bunch of boring classes? So you finally decide on your schedule of suffering and you spend some time trying to map out where all your classes are so you won't be late on your first day, get stared down by a bunch of people, and increase your anxiety meter. You look at the map only to realize that your classes are nowhere near each other and you have 10 minutes to get to each class. Here's a hint, unless you know what you're doing, don't ever schedule classes back to back. So you paid millions of dollars in unnecessary fees and tuition. You got your schedule, your map of campus, a bunch of stuff you bought at Walmart that you will never use or get too lazy to use them. And now it's the first day of class. So at this moment, your anxiety meter is pretty close to the top. 
I would say on a scale from zero to depression, you're probably 80% there. Every person naturally does the following before attending any class for the first time. One, check for the correct building. Two, check for the correct classroom. Three, check the time. Four, check the building again. Five, check the classroom number again. Six, Google the building you are in to make sure it is the right building. Seven, log into your schedule, refresh it to make sure that Satan himself did not change the room number on you. Check the time again and make sure you enter the classroom during the sweet spot, which is usually the time when the classroom isn't completely empty but isn't too full and you can still find a seat without causing a scene. This is usually between 7 minutes and 30 seconds and 8 minutes before the class starts. You sit down and repeat steps 1 through 7. You scope out the room to make sure you don't recognize anyone. And if you do, you immediately drop the class. If you are lucky, you may have the bad vision perk. You can use this perk to your advantage if you recognize someone that you don't want to talk to for the rest of eternity. You just have to take your glasses off and completely ignore all visual cues that person gives you. They'll just assume that you can't see them. So you pass the high intensity phase of entering a classroom. I would say your anxiety meter has lowered by about 20%. Only subtract 10% if you did recognize someone in your classroom. Now the professor walks in. There are many types of professors, but you either get one of the following. 1. The plump male 2. The no one can understand due to their accent 3. The nice older lady 4. The quiet one 5. The looks homeless but is really cool one 6. The sexy one, male or female 7. The all over the place 8. The grad student 9. The 85 year old or 10, the cool one who has done everything you can imagine and you will never get to their level of awesomeness. By now you should have decided on whether you want to drop the class or not. The professor starts to go over the syllabus. You mostly ignore it until you hear the dreaded words, attendance is 10% of your grade. You start to wonder, wait a minute, I paid way too much money to go to school, picked out my own classes, was told I am responsible for my own education. And yet, professors can make attendance mandatory and a part of your grade, so you drop the class. College is a scam, and not only that, 50% of professors I've come across can't teach if their life depended on it, so I end up teaching myself anyways. So I'm pretty much paying to teach myself and literally waste time in a classroom because it was mandatory. But wait, can't you test out of classes? Nope. In the rare case that you can, you still have to make up for that class you skipped with another class. Thanks, America. Did you know that I animate my episodes on YouTube? Go check it out. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Shalatable. Please subscribe on YouTube, follow on SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes. Yeah.